let's open up the line for our next guest who has coached and been on the broadcast for so many Ticats. Playoff games and big runs to the Grey Cup and even a Grey Cup victory in 1999. He is John Salavatis with his pregame salutations. Coach Sal, thanks for checking in. Well, Bubba, it's nice to be with you again. You know, this, this begins the second season for yes. the CFL. You know, the, the uh, six teams start this playoff run dead even. All six are zero and zero. The stats don't count. Momentum does count, and the Cats have momentum. So I'm looking forward to this. In my experience, there are three things you must do to win a playoff game. And I don't want to be stepping on uh, Andy's toes uh, <laughs> with his keys to the game. But Go ahead. No turnovers. Avoid penalties and win the line of scrimmage. Those are the three things that I've experienced in playoff play that, that make the difference in the ballgame. Well, Coach, you answered a couple of my questions already. But uh, at the quarterback position, Dane Evans gets the nod. Um, are you do you like this move are you happy with it is does he have a short lease uh short leash i should say um talk about dane evans well andy you're right this is dane evans team and he should be told by the coaches this is your game this will allow him to play with confidence and not having to look over his shoulder should he have to make a mistake but he also has to lean on his running game he can't do it all by himself. So he's got to go to West Hills. And, of course, that comes from the play calls. But, uh, really, uh, Dane Evans is, at this moment, the guy that you all, all eyes are on. And, and I remember back many years ago, the, the former University of Texas head coach, uh, Darrell Royal, was asked by a reporter about the status of his starting quarterback. And Darrell gave a, a very terse response. You dance with the one who brung you. And this is the guy who has brought us to this point. So, Dane Evans, this is your game. Go out and get it. On the other side of the ball, you have Trevor Harris. He's actually the CFL's all-time leading quarterback for yards per game in the playoffs with at least five or more starts at 385.6 yards per game. He's been playing... Uh, really well in the, the back half of the season. His last eight games, over 75% completion percentage, 13 touchdowns, only five interceptions. Uh, what do you see between him and the matchup with this Hamilton defense that has seven All-Stars and has been playing so well down the stretch? Well, Andy, as you well know, Montreal runs a lot of what we call choice routes, where the quarterback and receiver have to read the same thing. Uh, so what you've got to do on defense, in my opinion, is you've got to disguise your coverages. And you disguise them in so many different ways. When he's in that three-step throw, uh, like on a second down and five or six yardage, uh, he, he wants to get the ball out of his hands as quick as he can. So defensively, you try to design your, your defense in such a way that maybe uh, align with an inside shade and then move abruptly to an outside shade. This this may change the route that he's looking at on the short side of the field. But at the same time, uh, you can't pay too much attention to Eugene Lewis or, or Grant Mela or Winnick are going to hurt you on the other side. But if you don't pay enough attention to Lewis, uh, he'll beat you. So it's really a, a, 
chess match with with uh, Trevor Harris. And what you want to do is you want to put him in a situation where he's got second and long uh, to throw the ball. And again, uh, this would give you an opportunity uh, to show him a certain coverage, like bring the free safety down and, and show him coverage zero, but rotate either Will or Sam back to that free safety spot uh, and take that away from him. So there's a lot of ways uh, to disguise your defense. They have to play against Lewis, but they can't overplay Lewis. You know, Coach, this is a hard one not to hammer because I think there will be people asking this question. A rookie punter Blake Hayes will play just his second game today of the entire season. What were your thoughts or what impressed you in his debut last week that he would actually succumb the regular punter in Don Miguel? Well, you know, his placement of the ball was good. His height on the ball uh, with uh, four seconds or so uh, in height uh, to allow his cover team to get down underneath it. Uh, again, it's it's an inside decision, and we're not privileged to uh, what went into that decision. But I, I really think that the coaching staff uh, was very comfortable with Domagala, and yet they they made that uh, rash decision, if you will, to to change punters going into the playoffs. I hope the kid is up to it, Coach. Uh, I'm you know, spoiler spoiler alert that winning the turnover battle is going to be one of my three <laughs> three keys. But the uh, so I'll talk about that a bit later. But the other two things you mentioned: penalty free and uh, the line of scrimmage. And you were you know you were talking about Eugene Lewis, and it's hard to double team the outside receiver like that because it, it's hard to really put your safety all the way over to the outside. It's a little easier to double team a, a slot back receiver. Um, so if it is one on one coverage, Jamal Roll is maybe the best in the league to go against him because of his physical stature. He's tall, lengthy, uh, he can jump. And uh, those penalties are going to be key because making plays without drawing any pass interference penalties um, will be clutched there. But let's, uh, let's go to the line of scrimmage here. What, who has the edge on both sides of the ball in the line of, at the line of scrimmage? Well, when you look at the line of scrimmage uh, for uh, Hamilton, Think about it this way. Montreal's run game is, is really uh, two factors. One, they like Fletcher to run to the 8-9 hole, the outside of the, the uh, perimeter of the field, and they want to use standback going to the inside. Now, if it's Fletcher in the ball game, then your defensive line has to be able to shed those blockers and run to the outside when Fletcher runs off that 8-9 hole. But if it's Standback, uh, the inside power runner, they have to be able to eat up the blockers and allow their linebackers to make the tackle. So the defensive line will be key uh, for the run game. And, and remember this, Standback uh, has not played all year long. He's, he's had very limited carries with the ball. I would like to see the first man stand him up and the next people in go for the football and see if they can't take it away from them. You know, Coach, during the second half of the season, it kind of seemed to me, and this is my opinion, I guess, that head coach Orlando Steinhauer went from being, I'm not going to call it conservative, but he played the percentages to, in terms of decisions on third down, turned into this kind of crazy Motor City gambler. Do you see him taking that same approach in a game like this? 
Well, I don't think you can change uh, going into the ball game. You've got to concentrate on what you believe your t- your offense or your defense can do. So, so I really think that he'll stay with it. Uh, you know, the riverboat gambler idea of, of going for it on third down, a lot of that is going to depend upon field position to me. Uh, and if there is a wind, which we yesterday here in Hamilton, we experienced a great deal of wind. If that moves on into Montreal's area uh, today and the wind's a factor, make sure that you've got the ball in that uh, second and fourth quarter. You know, Coach, today's game would have been extra special for one of the greatest players to ever represent the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Nearly 50 years since he last wore black and gold, this man renamed synonymous with the Steel City. You know, on this day one year ago, the Tiger Cats, the city of Hamilton, the CFL lost a good friend in Angelo Mosca. Any good memories of, of, of the man that we all know as King Kong Mosca, their coach? Oh, I have so many good memories of him, you know, uh, my dad w- uh, was born in Waltham, Massachusetts, the same uh, hometown that Angela Moscow was from. And I visited many a time in, in Angela's home. Uh, and he always, you know, had that uh, me casa, you casa, uh, my home is your home attitude. And I remember him in the alumni golf tournaments coming up uh, just to be at the dinner and sitting with him through the dinner in how many people adored the man and, and would really stop by just to say hi and, and shake the hand of the man. I, I think he was a great ambassador for Hamilton and remains so in my memory right now. Coach Sells, thanks so much for that uh, special memory.